Hey, welcome to another episode of Thinking Like a Lawyer. Hey! Yeah. I was trying not to interrupt you in your first sentence. Yeah. Now, this is just going to be a thing from now on, isn't it? This. I mean, annoying you gives me great joy. Uh, this is Joe Patrice from Above the Law, and that was Catherine Rubino. We're coming to you again from the middle of March Madness, I suppose. That's um, true. Ha- happy March. Happy March. Yeah. It is exciting that we actually get uh, basketball games this year. Yeah. You know, and uh, the NCAA has put their misogyny on display and social media has corrected it, which yes. is nice to see. No, that 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 certainly happened. We also had... Um, yeah, for those who aren't following, yeah. there was a whole incident um, during the, the both the men's and the women's uh, March Madness tournaments happen about the same time. And the uh, weight room for the men was like quadruple, if not more times the size of the one for the women. And one of the Oregon players put it on social media and it blew up yeah. because it was absurd. Uh, and also like a bunch of other inequities, like the, the food was different. The women's team didn't have access to PCR COVID testing, which seems to me like the biggest problem and at least some of those things have been worked out like i think the the weight room kind of got the biggest you know it was the the splashiest you could physically see the difference between the two so it was really easy to get mad about and uh, at least that one's been fixed so far we'll see if um, you know hopefully they all all the issues get fixed speaking of brackets if all of you out there haven't checked out above the law yet we're running this week and going into the next few, but this week is the first round. We're running the first round of our own little bracket tournament, which is the most epic Zoom fails of the last year. Yeah, so I was actually chatting with, about our bracket mm-hmm. with um, some folks, and everybody's immediate reaction is "Cat Lawyer's going to win." Cat Lawyer's going to win. I think that, and that is the one seed. That's and it, fair. And and I was like, my initial reaction every time someone says that to me is. Uh, Jeffrey Tubin is a yeah. thing. I, I think the Jeffrey Cat Lawyer is definitely the one seed. It's mm-hmm. the thing that, but I think there's a recency bias there. I think yeah, we've yeah. all forgotten that the most well known legal commentator <laughs> in the country lost his job over a Zoom fail. So yeah. I feel like that when people start really putting them together and voting, because the voting is open for all of you who want to put in your two cents there, mm-hmm. once the voting's all said and done, I, I feel as though Cat Lawyer is not going to be champ, but we'll yeah. see. So, yeah, I mean, I think the fact that Jeffrey Tubin lost his job over it also kind of pushes it to a different level. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. And it's also so much more than just a Zoom... I mean, it was obviously a Zoom fail, right? But it's so much more than just, like, our virtual world. How crazy! You know, I mean, yeah. he, he was jacking off like right. during a work call that wasn't wasn't a great look it was not and while that's important i also think that the supreme court kicking off oral arguments with one of the justices just going to the bathroom in the middle of it uh, <laughs> seems as though that's also something that we're, is worth remembering that we all kind of forgot because it happened so yeah. early in the process yeah but, and there was a, i think you had written about a couple of folks having sex on camera yes during... that has happened a few times yeah. those are always good ones yeah i, I think it's tough competition who's going to be the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the most epic and there's fail the judge middleton bracket mm-hmm. yeah there, right? there's a pod of just two zoom fails that happened 
to the same judge within a month. So so I've been thinking a lot about that because I had sort of written about those. And for those who may not have been remembering, two different cases. One was a defendant who was uh, facing charges about uh, driving with a suspended license and appeared in, in Zoom court from the front seat, driver's seat of a car. And the judge did not take kindly to the, the certainly... It looked as if that person had driven there. He said he hadn't, whatever. And then the other one was um, a defendant who was facing charges for assault and had a no contact order with the victim and uh, actually appeared from the victim's house. So both the victim and the perpetrator were in the same house at the time. And the eagle-eyed um, prosecutor noticed, sent police to the door, and the defendant was arrested, bail revoked, etc. And so they're both in the same judge, same prosecutor even, uh, in the cases. And, and you know, my initial take was like, unluckiest courtroom. You yeah. Know, you know, because it is. But part of it, I think, is also because Judge Middleton posts it on his personal mm. page. He posts the the Zoom recordings. He makes them public because, you know, they are public proceedings, et cetera. Right. But I have to imagine it's not just that he, his courtroom is cursed. I think that there's probably millions, well, maybe not millions, but a whole bunch of these kinds of incidents around courtrooms around the country. But, you know, because they're not publicized or, you know, local media isn't tuned into it as much, they're just not getting kind of picked up and going viral in the same way. But I have to imagine there are other problems that are happening in other places that we're just not privy to. That's a fair point. Well, anyway, everyone should check that out. Put your votes in. And then I think we're voting through Thursday. And then uh, we'll, you know, find out who won the first round and put out another bracket and uh, and vote on that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, right now, though, I think we're going to check in with one of our sponsors with Lexicon. So let's hear from them. And then we'll come back and talk some law schools. Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal services and technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, HR, billing, client intake, and more. So you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com go to learn more. So we're back. We are entering the fun part of the year where U.S. Mm. News and World Report puts out their ranking of law schools. U.S. News and World Report, despite its name, back in the day, it like wrote about sure. U.S. News and the world. Uh, now it just ranks things. So, uh, but that's <laughs> U.S. Exciting. News and World Ranking Company. Yeah, exactly. But their their annual rankings of law schools are coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we expect to be hearing what those are in the next week or so, and. Before we get started, though, we've got some breaking news. Uh, like the, I need, I need one. That's a sound effect I need. Like the, yeah, no, yeah. So some breaking news, which is that the the formula has changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're looking at outputs. Hmm. Yeah, sounds familiar. So for those who don't know, the above the law power rankings of law schools also exist. We only rank the top fifty. But what we do is we took a different path than U.S. News has for years. U.S. News has always spent a lot of its time and rankings by saying, oh, you know, we we see that the GPAs of the people coming in are these, which mm-hmm. means it's a better school because better GPAs and better LSAT scores and more library books. So uh, counts, literally one of their factors. I think that actually the library, um, how much that counts has actually gone up. 
Oh, really? Interesting. I think that's another one. There's something about the library numbers. They fiddle with it a lot. Yeah, they fiddle with it. But the Above the Law rankings, which were created as a counter to that, flipped the script and tried to put more of the emphasis on the outcomes of Mm -hmm. law school, not what were you getting smart folks in, but when they were coming out, where were they working? How much were they making? How much debt were they carrying? Like what Mm -hmm. clerkship opportunities were they getting? To give you a sense of if you really think of a professional school as something helping you get a profession. Right. You should be concerned about what comes out of the back end of what's the value right. of the school. And ALM does their own ranking where they do the mm-hmm. go-to things, the go-to law schools. But that, I believe, only looks at folks who get placed in big law jobs, mm-hmm. right? So it actually hurts a school's rank- go-to ranking if they put a ton of folks in clerkships, which seems— Right, yeah. Which, 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 you know, if you care about prestige and you care about, like, sort of, you know, the, your, the image of the school, putting folks in federal clerkships is a great thing. Yeah, one knock that people have on our rankings is that it kind of has a fairly high percentage for those clerkships. But mm-hmm. the reason we do that, of course, is that otherwise those people are uncounted. And so right. it's for something of a proxy for the fact that they those folks are going to come out the back end and get high more end money. jobs. Yeah, because yeah. lots of big law firms... It, it, well, also, first of all, I mean... Let's be clear. Big law is not the only way to be a successful lawyer. Of course. Yeah. No, they can be pro- law professors. They can be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there are other, you know, there are other jobs that have as much, if not more, meaning to society and making great kind of contributions to the world. Right. Mm-hmm. But big law does very much help you service those loans. So, yeah. But but my point was just that folks who have clerkships often have opportunities not only to get hired by big law firms, but to get bonuses from big law firms as well in order to kind of encourage those who have clerkships to attend those big law firms. Sure. And that will be something we talk about eventually, too. So these rankings, they have a new change in them. We've learned that they're not going to be limited to the incoming stuff that they always have been. They're Mm -hmm. going to take a page from us at above the laws rankings and have an actual output marker. Sure, they don't they don't characterize it quite that way, but we right. do. <laughs> yes. So now the debt loads, the comparative debt loads that people are mm-hmm. carrying coming out of the schools is going to factor into the equation, mm-hmm. uh, which we don't know exactly how this is going to impact the rankings, but sure. we we have reason to believe it's going to cause at least at least some serious movement at the top uh, because there's mm-hmm. going to maybe not the tippy top, but of the classic T14, T14 mm-hmm. number, which we always use because historically, with you know one real exception, the same 14 schools are consistently the top ones in those rankings. But it's very private school heavy, mm-hmm. uh, with only you know Berkeley, Berkeley and Texas. Michigan and like yeah, a few schools yeah. that do crack in there. But now with with an explanation of debt, where you know state schools are going to be better for that. Mm-hmm. One wonders if some of the private schools, especially in that 12, 13, 14, 15 kind of run, might get overtaken by some of the solid public schools that are sitting at 16, 17, 18, 19, right. uh, and, historically. And, and it's interesting, though, too, because I was just a second ago a little bit critical of focusing just on uh, rankings that only care about big law placements. But when you're only looking at one output vector, right, which is, you know, the debt load, which is obviously very important. But, you know, 
it's very different if you have a large debt load, but you're put in a position where you can manage that debt load versus having a similar debt load or even a little little bit less, but not having access to those same opportunities that allow you to service that loan. And only looking at one vector of output may skew the results in weird ways too, but it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, it's an interesting change of philosophy yeah, for and, them. And the two of us, especially ha- graduates of New York City law oh, yeah. schools, Columbia myself, you went to NYU, uh, you know, it's obviously going to law school in New York City costs more yeah. than going to law school in New Haven. Yeah. And and I think that it's going to have an effect on both of our schools who mm-hmm. are top schools and have historically been ranked in the top six. Right. But, you know, uh, yeah. is this debt going to move us uh, and let somebody uh, slip mm, ahead? Yeah. And, and again, my, my guess, mm-hmm. without kind of having access to the information quite yet, is that... I mean, listen, U.S. News is generally a fairly like lower C conservative state kind of organization. If they are adding a new vector into their rankings, I can't imagine it changes so much. Right. Yeah. If, you know, it wasn't, you know, Stanford, Yale and Harvard at the very top, followed by, you know, yeah. CCN. I think that they might question whether or not they're adding the right things into the equation. I, I mean, it's certainly fair. So I, I yeah. think that there will be some movement. Otherwise, I wouldn't have kind of added it. But I, I think that it might be like one or two places here or there, maybe three. But like, yeah. I, I can't imagine, you know, I think that, that Yale, yeah. Harvard, and Stanford are still going to be at the top. Yeah, well, we will stay tuned for that. But it's an interesting development that we mm-hmm. just got, this new, this new thing. So it's leading us to do some speculation. Absolutely. You know, and if you went to law school to be a lawyer yeah. and not an accountant, take advantage of NOTA, a no-cost IOLTA management tool that helps solo and small law firms track client funds down to the penny. Enjoy peace of mind with one-click reconciliation, automated transaction alerts, and real-time bank data. Visit trustnota.com legal to learn more. Terms and conditions apply. See how I like seamlessly got that NOTA by M&T Bank right in there? Yeah, yeah, no. Well, there was a, there was a seam. No. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you did you did your job. I mean, it had to be seamless. Like you actually spoke in the middle of the first line of it. Like I had I had lured you in. I I, I got gotcha. you. I was knowingly playing your game. Mm. So you mentioned bonuses for <laughs> big law firms. Right. I mean, uh, I was talking about clerkship bonuses. Yes. Yeah, but let's talk about bonuses because we have some exciting news for the Ta-da! legal market. Yeah. No. Um. There we go. <laughs> Yeah. I enjoy that's that a new one. one. Yeah, I like yeah. That one. All right, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so we have some new <laughs> bonus news. Yeah, we do. So uh, on on Friday of last week, Wilkie Farr announced a second round of COVID appreciation bonuses, spring Ooh. bonuses. They're in the same scale as sort of the the ones that started in the fall to, towards the end of the year of, of 2020. Um, that you'll remember started it at at 75. 100 and topped out for senior associates at 40,000, mm-hmm. which is quite lovely. And, you know, it, we've talked a lot on this podcast and on Above the Law generally that as bad as Corona has been for the world, many law firms have thrived. Yeah. And so kind of in recognition of that and the fact that it's just harder to do your job in the middle of a freaking pandemic big law firms were kind of sharing the wealth with their associate base. Uh, And so on Friday, Wilkie announced a second round of bonuses. They're a little bit different in the sense that they'll be given out in two different dates. I think it's June and September. And Mm -hmm. folks have to be 
you know, employed by the firm in both June and September to be eligible to get the money. But still very nice. And they were clear in their announcement that this will be in addition to the typical end of year bonuses. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, you know, great. Extra money is great. It's super, you know, wonderful, whatever. Yeah. And that seems like that would be a great thing and be kind of the end of the story. But then it is not. But then what happened? Davis Polk. They came, there you go. Uh, Yeah, they came over the top. If you'll recall, again, in the fall of 2020, Cooley was actually the first firm to announce COVID appreciation bonuses, but they topped out at 7,500. And you'll remember like two seconds ago, I said how they started at 7,500. That's because of Davis Polk. After Cooley put out their very nice and thoughtful bonuses, Davis Polk was like, uh, 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 here you go, and kind of started junior associate paydays where the Cooley bonuses had had topped out. And so they kind of created this new standard, and that was that 7,500 or 40,000 scale. And eventually, you know, the biggest law firms, including Cooley, met this scale. Great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So today, this morning, I believe the email was sent at like before 6 a. It was very yeah. early, very early Monday morning, but a great way to start a week yeah. announcing new bonuses. The top of that scale is $64,000. Uh, wow. And I believe it's twelve thousand for for junior associates, so a pretty penny more than the traditional scale. Uh, so far, no one has, no other big law firms have responded to this kind of developing story. But it is very much developing. I imagine by the time this podcast gets published, we'll right. have more folks who have responded. But that's why we haven't. We're not talking about anybody else at the moment. There may be developments. Maybe somebody else will come over the top again. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It. It's a good time for a lot of these law firms. Uh, yeah. I think it's very interesting. These law firms are going as aggressively as they are to show their appreciation and to mm-hmm. keep people on the rolls. Like it would seem like right now would be a time that you wouldn't be worried about bleeding associates and like losing some of your workforce. But right now we have summer programs that were largely put off or, mm-hmm. you know, capped in certain ways over the last year or so. We have folks who, because of bar exam issues, may not be licensed at the on the usual schedule. Mm-hmm. So retaining the associates you currently have is pretty important. Uh, and I think that's a large factor yeah. in why people are doing this. And-, and let's not forget also that that was one of the sort of longer term issues from the 09 2010 kind of big recession was that big law firms cut associates. A lot of associates lost their job in 09. And as a result, when it when 12, 13, when the economy started recovering, they realized that they were missing classes of mid-levels and senior yeah. associates. And so it really hurt their business in, in a lot of ways, like not having that base of folks. And I think that, you know, lessons from the previous downturns, you know, is a thing. And I, I think that making sure that their folks are happy where they are, that they feel appreciated where they are. And again, it sucks. The world sucks right now. Uh, You know, we are hopefully in the twilight of the pandemic, but it's still real and um, trying to make it as not awful as possible. And also don't forget Davis Polk were also the folks who came out with those packages that we ranked. Oh, yes. And we did. And and I, I, Can't remember if we've already, uh, if we've had an episode in between. Yes, but we haven't. We mentioned that Davis Polk had had a round of bonuses that were kind of gift bonuses Mm -hmm. that, you know, not cash, but you had to actually take an experience or a gift for yourself, like a real 
treat yourself uh, sort round. Right. And we valued said, it around fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, and we said on the show that we would have loved to have known what all of those options were and ranked them. And uh, you we came did. through. <laughs> uh, Thank you, listeners. Yes, thanks, listeners. You came through. You got us versions of all of the uh, of all the offerings, mm-hmm. and we were able to put out an article. Uh, talking about that, so thanks, and you should check that out because uh, there's some good stuff, and we we mm-hmm. graded them. Uh, I'm a little bit harsher grader yeah. than you, but I think you that's know, true. I think I mean that's probably, I've, but it was great stuff. Yeah, yeah. There, listen, there were no bad choices, and yeah, and I think it's just a personal thing. If you like skiing, you're going to value that experience a lot higher than I do personally. Yeah, no, I mean know? I think that's fair. But it was some great options and really showed some thoughtfulness and the diversity of options. And, you know, you get a lot of there's a lot of different folks. So I think are going to be very happy with a lot of those gifts. Now, you already previewed this a little bit, but coming out of past recessions. But mm-hmm. how have law firms weathered previous economic downturns and come out stronger on the other side? LexisNexis Interaction has released an in-depth global research report confronting the 2020 downturn, lessons learned during previous economic crises. Download your free copy at interaction.com slash like a lawyer to see tips, strategies, plans, and statistics from leaders who have been through this before and how they've reached success again. So uh, it is basketball tournament, of course, time. Uh, but that doesn't mean. But actually, there is still college football going on. Uh, the, all the the Division One AA, or I guess sure. now it's FCS folks. They they're all playing right now. But uh, we wanted to talk about a different, darker issue from college football that has come up over the last week. A study that has come out showing that if you are a, if you're in criminal court at all, the week after. Uh, unexpected LSU loss, you're likely to get a longer sentence. And if you are a young black man in criminal court the week after LSU loses a game they aren't supposed to lose, it is a significant harsher sentence. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really problematic. Yeah, and, and obvi- maybe not obvious, but I don't believe that judges think that they're doing this, but you cannot deny the kind of statistics, the, the correlation there. As a general yeah. matter, just to, just to pull one of the lines out of this, as a general matter, if you are a juvenile defendant and LSU uh, loses a loss, that it, an upset in particular, it's not just losses. Right. So if they, right. they play Alabama like, and they oh, lose, you know. everyone kind of like understands that. But if they lose a unexpected loss, it is around 136 extra days of jail time for juveniles. There's a total of an extra 1,296 days, including time of custody and probation, like just generally put out during those weeks. It is statistically significant based on race. Also, it is just really problematic. And it's a study that I I think is important for folks to know because, like you said, I don't think judges understand that these kind of implicit moves are happening. And I'm not even blaming mm-hmm. just judges. I'm sure their prosecutors sure. are asking, asking for, for extra yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. too. People are just in a sour mood. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there probably. But, it, you know, people care about football. Uh, they're upset in general and they're upset about the world. I think that the ways in which it course correlates to folks that are represented on the team probably is a factor as well. You know, these kind of unconscious biases that, you know, lead folks to be like, you look like the people who I now blame. Yeah. Keithley on Twitter is how we it, we came across it. But mm-hmm. the paper is Emotional Judges and Unlucky Juveniles. Uh, and it's in the American Economic Journal of Applied Economics. It's actually an old study from 2018. But it just made the rounds recently as people are 
academic works sometimes uh, slip. Has a moment, slip yeah. Slip our mind, yeah. <laughs> but it, it got a little bit of virality recently as people started looking at it. Virality is pr- hard to quantify, right? As we were talking yeah. about Judge Middleton earlier, like, you know, you, sometimes things just hit at the right moments, you know, yeah. slow news day. But this is a thing. Like, how do we, uh, like, how does one go about redressing these sorts of issues? Like, do we need to have some sort of statistical oversight that, recognizes these sorts of problems. I mean, in the past Maybe we don't sentence anybody after an LSU loss. Yeah. Like, maybe that's just a moratorium on it for a while. uh, I don't think I'm doing this, but like, hey, after they lose, let's push everything off for a week. Yeah, the real problem is it's almost baked into the system. Mm -hmm. One of the arguments for the sentencing guidelines at the federal level originally was let's take this sort of emotion out of it and take these biases out of it. And ultimately, the guidelines ended up being worse just doing the same thing again like it, 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 it's hard to figure out what what the actual answer would be for this but it's mm-hmm. worth noting and being concerned about and i think it's the sort of thing that if nothing else it's the sort of study that you know i hope public defenders and defense lawyers generally are raising in these circumstances just saying and you know making motions like mm-hmm. maybe we should put this off for a week or so not that you would be but like it, it just seems to be part of the system yeah and you know you don't want to yeah, I mean, I, I think appearance just, of yeah. impropriety. Yeah, the mere appearance. You know? mere appearance. It's a lot. Yeah, but I, it, it's an interesting. It, for me, I thought it was an interesting kind of callback to like the stereotype of like the Brandeis brief, like bringing mm-hmm. up all of these social science findings and bringing them into the law. And I think it would be this would be the sort of finding that I think defense folks should raise and say, you know. We're not, it's not necessarily you judge, not necessarily the prosecutor, but like mm-hmm. we have reason to believe that it looks bad, appearance of impropriety, you know, can we put this off for another couple weeks yeah. or something until we play Vanderbilt and you know, <laughs> feel good about ourselves again, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yes. It, it also, if you have the ability to choose the week and yeah, after you play Vanderbilt. Yeah, that, I mean, that one. would probably be your best oh, one. Oh, if they do lose, you know that sentence uh, is yeah, that's oh. terrible terrible anyway well i think that's uh pretty much everything that we got for this week we want to thank of course nota powered by mnt bank lexus nexus interaction and lexicon for sponsoring you should be subscribed to the show and giving it reviews stars and write something that shows engagement engagement is key for them knowing that people actually listen to us uh, you should be reading above the law vote in our bracket our march madness bracket so Woo. we can see the fun yeah, zoom see fail. If, see if we're right that yeah. Tubin's actually worse. Exactly. You should be following us on social media. She's at Catherine Numeral One. I'm at Joseph Patrice on Twitter. You should be listening to the other shows. She's also the host of the Jabo, which uh, talks about diversity issues and law in the legal space. And Mm -hmm. I'm on Legal Tech Week, uh, the journalist's roundtable talking about legal technology. I also do a clubhouse on Wednesdays for people who are into clubhouse. That is legal tech trends or legal tech news. I wasn't even going to bring it up because you seemed like you actually knew the trending news. I think maybe it is. Anyway, the point (sighs) is follow me on clubhouse and you'll, you'll figure it out. Yeah. And with all of that said, uh, Peace. Is that everything? Yeah. I think that's everything I that's always all I say. Got. Yeah. Oh, and all the other shows on the Legal Talk Network. That's the other thing that I always say. So check out those. And uh, we'll be back later. Later.